0: Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Beyond the celebrations and fireworks, what's the true meaning of today to every American? Retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West joined us to talk about the historical significance of the 4th of July and the founding of our country. Here's a look. Colonel Allen West, thank you so much for joining us in the Capitol Report. Steve, thanks for having me and a happy Independence Day to you. Same to you, Colonel. Uh, Obviously, July 4th is upon us here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Take us beyond the fireworks, if you could, and tell us what this day means to you.
1: This day, you know, when I think about the longest-running constitutional republic that the world has ever known, and the uniqueness of the United States of America, in that 246 years ago, we created a nation that was based upon the sovereignty of the individual, because our inalienable rights, our life, our liberty, our property, our pursuit of happiness, those rights come to us from a Creator God, the Judeo-Christian faith heritage God. No other nation has been built upon that premise. and when those those 56 men signed their names. They they signed a death warrant. I mean, it was about committing treason. But they asked for divine providence as they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And I think that that's what we have to remember, and that's what we have to honor. You know, has the United States of America been perfect? Absolutely not. But, you know, that's why it says in the preamble of the Constitution, in order to form a more perfect union. And so when I look at a kid that was born in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, in a blacks-only hospital. Now I get the opportunity to be interviewed by you on Independence Day. That's what we are fighting for. That's what we want to continue to preserve. Now, as a military man, the thing that I love about being a soldier was the fact that on June the 14th of 1775, we created the United States Army. Its motto was, this will defend. Because the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps were established before there was this thing called the United States of America because of this incredible ideal that uh, understand about individual freedoms, liberties, and, uh, and rights that we wanted to preserve and protect. So this is a great day for me. I, I enjoy it. I love it. Colonel, you served
0: this country for more than two decades in the military, and, and thank you for that. Um, how did your career in the military shape your appreciation and dedication to the country?
1: Well, when you are, you know, in faraway lands, and you see young men that lose their life in service to this nation. Uh, That's very emotional for you. When you're in faraway lands and you see that flag that is flying over your base camp, that's very emotional for you because, you know, the United States of America, we don't go and, and look for conquering other lands or things of that nature. We go to try to extend that understanding of individual freedoms and liberties. And so whether it be in Iraq, as I was, or Desert Shield, Desert Storm, or Afghanistan, Or even standing on Freedom's Ramparts uh, there in Korea in 1995, right along the DMZ. It's all about preserving and protecting the basic fundamentals of individual rights, freedoms, and liberties. And so seeing young men and young women now today who are still willing to do that—my uh, son-in-law right now is at Army Basic Training in Fort Jackson, South Carolina—and the fact that they're willing to make the last full measure of devotion—and you think about all of those who have made the last full measure of devotion to keep this nation over 246 years, that's what it means to me, having served in the military. and. Uh, Uh, Honoring this day So I've been calling and referring
0: to you as colonel. I could also, you know refer to you as congressman. You Mm -hmm. are a former congressman You served in uh, the House of Representatives What was that experience like sharing the same halls with the likes of so many historical figures that uh, built our nation? (sighs)
1: what an incredible thing and what I you know used to love the most Steve was getting up early in the morning and still doing that morning army PT run and seeing the Capitol in the early morning light and seeing it illuminated there and thinking how special it is that a guy that used to want sir to protect that institution is now serving in that institution continuing that oath to support and defend the Constitution and when I think about the incredible people that were there and I used to go through you know Statuary Hall and look at some of those uh, statues that were there and think about Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson all of those folks that have served as members of the House of Representatives that's an incredible legacy and it is something else to, to be a part of that Colonel Allen West, thank you so much for joining us It's my pleasure and again Happy Independence Day, 246 years in the greatest nation that the world has ever known. Happy Independence Day to you A new Gallup poll shows that only 38% of U.S.
0: adults say that they're extremely proud to be an American. It's the lowest percentage since Gallup began recording the trend in 2001. And another 27% say that they are very proud to be an American. Joining us next to talk about this special day in our nation's history, historian John Burlow is director of finance at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, and he's also the author of the book, George Washington Entrepreneur. John Berla, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Steve.
0: Of course. uh, John, you just published a fascinating piece on the site, Law & Liberty. Uh, We often hear people call Washington, D.C. the swamp. Uh, In recent years, we also hear rumblings of the so-called deep state. Deep or not, we have an entrenched administrative state. Uh, If you could, explain this to us, and how would our founders feel about this modern-day bureaucracy which has become of Washington, D.C.?
2: Our founders wouldn't like it too much, because, including George Washington, who I you know, who I wrote about in the book, George Washington Entrepreneur, um, because uh, it, it would remind them of some of the British quasi-courts, like the Admiralty Court, where they had to face crimes you know, being accused of tax and trade violations such as smuggling without juries and sometimes in faraway places and biased toward the king. Now, that's what the Fifth Circuit found with the administrative uh, uh, law judge proceeding uh, at, that the SEC holds that it was, you know, the SEC was the, the judge, jury, and prosecutor. There were no juries al- allowed. And that people accused of fraud, you know, um, uh, should be able to choose to prove their case in an independent court with a jury. And they hearken back to what's in the Constitution's Seventh Amendment and the experience of the Founding Fathers in facing these jury juryless administrative courts in their day.
0: John, let's talk about the uh, Declaration of Independence. It's a historic document to us. But bring us back to when it was written and what it meant back in July of 1776.
2: It meant, it meant that uh, they were uh, both asserting universal rights, uh, the Founding Fathers, and had a list of grievances, including some of these uh, about juryless uh, trials being transported to Great Britain or the or the colonies for some of the some of the some of the trials, it, it, some of the charges in an un, in an unfair in an unfair trial, of, uh, uh, having charters of, of colonies like Massachusetts uh, um, uh, suspended so they couldn't uh, govern themselves, and and just many other grievances that. Um, uh, um, Led to an an, an unaccountable government and had uh, ripped away, and uh, then suddenly um, really burrowed away at their at their rights that they had had as Englishmen and had enjoyed uh, since the Magna Carta.
0: John two of our most significant framers and and founding fathers and first presidents were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson they both died on July 4th uh, the irony is even more striking given their relationship and role in history um, if you could tell us a little bit about that relationship
2: well they had they they would have a contentious relationship with um, uh, running against each other as president and Jefferson replacing Adams, Uh, although they were allies uh, when, of course, when they were signing the Declaration of Independence, and uh, Adams uh, helped uh, Jefferson with that. But they would eventually, and the, the relationship was very bitter for a while, but they would eventually, they lived long enough where they could reconcile and write letters to everything about, you know, the fate of the country to each other's grandchildren. And this has been documented that John Adams, when he uh, when he died, said, uh, as you said, 50 years to the date of uh, the Declaration of Independence, July 4th, uh, 1826, um, uh, that John John Adams would say Thomas Jefferson still survived, yet Jefferson had um, uh, actually passed a few hours earlier.
0: John Burlow, happy fourth to you, and thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for letting me join and talk about my book here, George Washington Entrepreneur, available at many book venues.
0: John Burlow, thank you. Thank you.